Hello and welcome to the Mavs Corner Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Klisch, and today I'll be sharing with you my thoughts about our biggest acquisition, uh, possibly ever, Kristaps Porzingis. But before I get into that, I'd like to include a little bit of uh, stuff that's been going on in my life. Uh, something that's actually been kind of grinding my gears. Uh, so, like, just the other day, uh, I parked at a grocery store in a spot where there's nowhere, it's not even close to the entrance, right? And it's away from other people. And there's multiple spaces open every which way. But by the time I come back out with the groceries, there's a car parked right by my car. <coughs> man, surely that's happened to all of us, right? But man, like, what the heck is up with that? Uh, why do people do that? Do they do they get a kick out of doing that? I mean, and usually it's not a nice, it's not a so nice car either. And by that, I mean, it's it's not kept up very well or it's beat up. So they don't really care about their car. But I care about mine. I mean, I'm just wondering if I should be making some notes to place on the windshield that says something like, Hi, I'm the car you parked next to when there were more than enough other spots for you to park closer to the store or away from the store, whichever you prefer. And it's people like you who should not be allowed to vote. I mean, come on. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, that's enough about my personal stuff. I just want to include a little bit there. Let's go ahead and jump into today's topic, which uh, is Christoph's Porzingis. So... How well do we think KP is going to be playing this uh, coming this coming year? Is he going to be better than before, or, or is he not? If I mean, so, I mean that's kind of a stupid question. I think he should, he's going to definitely be better, right? I mean, if so, if he is better, where should the contribu- contributions go? As far as like, how did he get better? What what's making him better? I mean, is it the whole new system of the Dallas basketball program versus the Knicks? Is it KP working out big time this summer? Is it just because it's a better team to play with? I mean, so I mention all those because I think it, all those reasons are uh, valid contributors to what I think should turn out to be his best season yet. Uh, for starters, I uh, I heard and or or I read somewhere that the Knicks organization did not even have somebody helping him when he would go work out at their facility. I mean, come on! For them, that was their one and only franchise player. You know what? That doesn't even matter. I think any NBA player should have a provided spotter for them at any NBA program facility. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> Sonny, secondly, the guy seems to be getting pumped up for this season. Literally. I'm super excited to see what kind of difference this summer, his summer of uh, workouts provide in the season. And then third, uh, I'm going to mention this several times. He's, I've already mentioned it multiple times in other episodes, but he's going to be playing with Luka Doncic, arguably the best team player he's ever played with. So I want to talk about a few things I'd like to see KP improve on from the uh, last time he played back in 2017-2018 season. And so I looked at his stats and I spotted three things I'd like for him to improve on. Uh, First thing would be the, and these aren't ranked, but uh, first thing I pointed out is uh, free throw percentage. It's not really a weak point, but it could be better. Uh, rebounds, obviously, and then the assist and turnover ratio. So, uh, yeah, here's the deal. KP, he hasn't played for over a year and a half. He could be a very different player when he steps onto the court. And I hope he's better, but we'll have to wait and see for that. But not only do I want to talk about his weaknesses, I want to talk about a few of his stats I think will rise significantly because of him playing alongside Luka Doncic. And so uh, a couple of those stats I'll be talking about later is going to be his points per game and his shooting percentage. And then uh, lastly, uh, let's not forget a few special points to keep an eye on based on his summer training and his bulking up. I think that uh, 
his blocks and then his points in the paint. I think both those are going to be Im- improved very well because he's he's turned into some kind of uh, 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 mini Ivan Drago kind of guy, you know, from the Rocky movies. I think I mean he's not completely Ivan Drago, but he's uh he's getting up there, right? So very excited to see that. Uh, so yeah, I uh, laid out what I'll be talking about today when we. Uh, so when we come back, we're going to dive into the numbers. So I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back. Stay tuned. All righty then. We're back, and let's get this party started. First up, I, uh, I want to talk about the three things I'd like for him, for KP to improve on. So uh, first up I've got is his free throw percentages, and I've, I've got a bunch of his stats here. Uh, back in the his first his rookie season, he had a 83.8 percent from free throws. Uh, second season, he was 78.6, and then his last season, it was 79.3. Uh, attempts per game, I also noted that his rookie year was 3.3, and then the second season was 3.8, and then his last season, he made a significant jump to 5.7 attempts per game. So that was really nice. So. Uh, yeah, and also I noted the league average uh, from last year was 76.6. Now, granted, KP, he is a big dude, and most people think that uh, bigger guys can't shoot free throws very well. I mean, well, that's just not true. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty of other examples that anyone can list, but just to name one that we all know, I mean, Dirk Nowitzki, he's a big dude, and he shot free throws very, very well. Uh, free throws win games, guys. They just, they just do. And I want... I want my two stars to hit 80% or more from the three to uh, free throw line. And I want to feel confident when they approach the free throw line in tight games. I mean, back in the day when games got tight and when Dirk was playing, all I could tell, all I could yell at my TV was uh, was just pass the ball to Dirk. Because I knew that when he got fouled, he would make his free throws. And if he missed one here and there, I would uh, be perfectly fine with it because I knew that he would be bit, he would, uh, beat himself up more than anyone else would so i want that for luca i want that for kp and kp he actually shot free throws fairly well his rookie year i mean 84 percent that's pretty good and uh so he is more than capable of shooting free throws very well right now so without further ado here's my three different uh predictions for kp and his free throws for this season so got the bare minimum uh prediction at the minimum I want to see KP hit 80% of his free throws. He's had plenty of time off to work on his non-contact uh, shooting skills, and 80% is just a smidge higher than what he accomplished his last year back in 2018. I can't complain about 80% for crying out loud. I mean, Luca, if if Luca hit 80%, that would that would bring tears to my my eyes. So, 80% should be nothing for KP. Uh, the big leap uh, scenario prediction. Uh, what would it take for KP to surprise me out of my socks when it comes to his free throw shooting this year? I'm gonna my, my value is gonna be 87 percent or higher. Yeah, that's that's a pretty significant climb from his uh, latest numbers in 2018, but not that much more from his rookie campaign. But uh, 87 percent or higher, that's that's definitely elite status. There was only 15 players that reached that mark or higher last year, so that's why this is my probably unrealistic but could happen scenario. So. There's that. The uh, the realistic route, I can see KP hitting somewhere between 81 to 83% of his free throws. He 
He's got less of a burden to deal with having Luca playing next to him. And we aren't solely relying on Porzingis to carry us night after night like the Knicks had to. <laughs> uh, I think the less pressure on him and the best shape that he's going to be in this season ever, that puts him back into at least the low to mid-80s uh, from the charity stripe. So I'd really like for him to keep his attempts up at least near the 5 mark. He almost attempted 6 per game in 2018, so 5 should be doable. If he averages something like 4 out of 5 per game, I'm good. So that's what I think about his free throws for next season. Uh, next on my list is probably the first thing on most people's list. It's going to be the rebounds. So rebounds per game. I just looked at his stats from uh, last season, or the last season that he played. It's uh, 6.6 rebounds per game. Offensive rebounds per game was 1.3. And then defensive rebounds per game was 5.3. Uh, also looked at the uh, top 25 in the league. The cutoff mark was uh, for... Uh, for offensive rebounds, uh, was 2.23. And our best player last year was Dwight Powell at number 35 at 1.82. Yeah, uh, so, and then I also looked at the top 50 cutoff mark uh, for KP if he played last year. If he, For him to make the top 50 cut in uh, offensive rebounds per game, it would be 1.43. So you can tell from his offensive rebounds, uh, in 2017-18 season, he, he wouldn't have even made the top 50. So, And he's a big guy. I think he should be up there in the top 50. Uh, league top uh, 25 cutoff for the defensive rebounds was uh, 6.14. Our best player last year in that category was Luka Doncic, uh, number 19, with 6.62. Uh, top 50 cutoff mark is four point six was 4.63. Uh, so looking at that... Porzingis, he, he makes the top 50 in that one because he had a 5.3. So he'd be somewhere in the, I think, probably top 40s. And then lastly, I want to look at his total rebounds. Uh, total rebounds, top 50 cutoff last year was 6.1. That would be uh, Mason Plumley from Denver. So I feel like Porzingis should be better than that. And he was. He had 6.6, right? Top 30 cutoff, so uh, one person... For every team, right? Uh, 7.55 was top 30 cutoff. That was JaVale McGee from the Lakers. 7.55. JaVale McGee. I wish I had looked at his minutes that he played per game. I don't... I, I don't... I'd be surprised if he played more than 30 minutes a game. Maybe. I don't know. But come on. Our best player last year was Luka Doncic at number 27. He was at 7.82 uh, 7.82 for total rebounds. So... I know that's a bunch of numbers to throw out, but I think it paints a pretty clear picture. Porzingis could stand to improve his rebounding numbers. Uh, Dwight, Powell, Dwight Powell should not be our best offensive rebounder. I mean, he can be a good one, but I don't think he should be the best one. I think it should be KP. Uh, I don't see Porzingis getting more more rebounds than Luka overall, but I hope he proves me wrong there. Uh, he should be able to box out better with a bigger frame and more strength from the summer workouts, right? So here's my three different outcomes for KP when it comes to his rebounding. At the bare minimum, I got to see six rebounds a game. I don't even like saying that, but that's why it's the bare minimum scenario and not the Mr. Opportunistic scenario, right? Speaking of Mr. Opportunistic scenario, I think if Porzingis truly is much stronger from this summer of working out and can box out significantly better, I could see him pulling down eight to nine rebounds a game. And that would safely put him in the top 20 for total rebounds and... 
I think he can do that without hogging all the rebounds, unlike someone from last year who uh, shoved Luka for a rebound. Cough, cough. Wink, wink. I don't know. <laughs> uh, he's gone. Uh, realistically, I see Porzingis pulling down the, the most rebounds he ever has, which isn't saying too much, but I think the workouts put him up there. Put me down as him grabbing 7.5 a game. So that would make it an extra rebound than the last time he played. He's got me thinking he's going to be significantly stronger and a better player in the paint from the workout uh, pictures that he's posted on Instagram. Even if he doesn't improve his personal rebounds uh, much, I think he'll improve the team, the team's rebounding from him boxing people out. Uh, the team should be better at rebounding from the second, the second part of the season because uh, as far as I know, they weren't rebounding the, uh, that well towards the end. So 7.5 rebounds per game is my number for KP, the realistic number. Uh, the last thing I point, I uh, pinpointed from his stats that I think he was a little weak on was his assist-to-turnover ratio. Uh, assist-to-turnover ratio was 0.61. Assists, he averaged 1.2, and turnovers, he uh, averaged 1.9. So, yeah, it's not that great. Uh, for reference and comparisons... Uh, I looked at the top 100, and I picked out the centers and power forwards in the top 100. So uh, five centers made the top 100, and then four power forwards made the top 100. Uh, best one was Al Horford at 2.7. This is just for centers. Al Horford at 2.7. Then we had Jokic, Marcus All, Willie Cauley-Stein, and then Kevin Looney rounded out the centers in the top 100 at 2.2. 2.2 ratio. We're talking about the ratios. Assist to turnovers. And then the power forwards, uh, not surprisingly, we got Draymond Green. He had 2.5 ratio. And then we have Jonas Jeripko, if I'm pronouncing that right. And then Davis Bertans. And then Larry Nance Jr. at 2.2. So, all right. So it isn't hard for me to believe those guys put up those kind of numbers. I guess I just wish Porzingis would have better vision. And maybe he does have decent vision. And we, we can blame it on the teammates he had to play with in New York. I don't know. He only got 1.2 assists per game. I mean, gosh, DeAndre Jordan, he got two per game while he was in Dallas. So anyway, here's my three scenarios for KP and his his assist and turnover ratio. At the bare minimum, I want to see the ratio get closer to one, maybe 0.8 or 0.9 from the 0.6. And he's got Luka to pass the ball to. He also has Curry. as He also has Curry. Uh... Not to mention he's got Powell and Kleba on the inside, and even Brunson and Jackson and Brokoff, I think, are better shooters than who he played with in New York. I didn't pay attention that much to New York back in those days, but who did, right? Uh, I don't think that's asking too much to get close to one, so something like two assists and two turnovers, somewhere around there. Uh, Best-case scenario, uh, I think he might go up to something like 1.5-1.8 ratio. Uh, assist to turnovers. I still don't see him cracking the top 100 in that category, which I think is just above two. I could be wrong, but I don't think I don't think any of us should expect him to do that. That's not something he should have to do. It's not something that we're why we brought him in. Uh, to me, he's the guy helping Luca get more assists, not the other way around. So if he could get something like two or three assists and less than turn then uh, less than two turnovers a game, that's that's a victory in my books. Uh, realistically, the realistic uh, prediction, I can see him getting right at 
uh, ratio of one, so one assist to one turnover. I can see him getting something like two and two or three and three. I mean, this this stat is probably the hardest for me to judge because it really does depend on how well his teammates shoot around him. So, Okay, definitely time for a break. When I come back, I'll throw a couple more stats at you and what I think we can expect to see from KP. Stay tuned. Alrighty then, I am back and ready to dish out a few more numbers to you because... Who doesn't like numbers? And by that, I mean the TV show numbers. I mean, am I right? Two brothers solving crimes using math. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's talk about some fun numbers for real. Uh, so back in 2017, 2018, uh, Porzingis uh, averaged points per game 22.7. Shooting percentage was 43.9. Three-point percentage was 39.5. And he averaged 2.4 blocks, and then points in the paint, he had 7.04, which that ranked him at number 62. Alrighty, so probably the biggest and most obvious number for fans to look at is the points per game. So my question is, why would this number increase while he's here in Dallas? Uh, you know what, there's, there's going to be multiple reasons, but I'm just going to throw one word out, to you, out there. Is, uh Luca. Luca is going to look to pass to KP and... Porzingis should be feasting most games. So here's my three scenarios for his points per game. At minimum, I think he brings in 20 a night. That would be taking into account that while Luka will be passing to Porzingis the ball, Luka is also going to be taking a bunch of shots. So that's the bare minimum, 20 points per game. Uh, the most I can see KP getting, so this is going to be my Mr. Opportunistic take, would be something like 26. And I don't know, maybe that's an undersale, but considering his career high was uh, 22.7, I think adding three points to that would be very impressive. So 26 would be my high. Uh, realistically, I see Porzingis cashing in around 22 to 24, so similar numbers to his last season. With the load management, he may, and I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he feels great every night and destroys teams with the load management. So he's going to, he should, he should hit 30 plus points. Uh, a game a couple times. So with Luke at the helm and Porzingis being in the best shape of his life, I hope he does better than what I think is realistic, the 22 to 24. It's just really hard to gauge since he has, he's been out for so long. Uh, the percentages, so like I said, it was 44% for his overall field goals and 39.5 from the three-point percentage. That might see a bump up. I already mentioned that I already mentioned Luca, and I also already mentioned how Porzingis being stronger is going to help him overall. Uh, with him being stronger, he should be able to score more in the paint, which brings me to that stat. He, like I said, he ranked uh, 62nd in that category. Yikes! Right. Um, so as as a big man, I want him to see. I want to see him climb up to the top 50 next season, uh, punch up to something like eight, and that would be near where uh, Jokic did, and. I mean, that would be wonderful. Just any kind of numbers you can compare to Jokic with, that's it's great. I think he finished like fourth or fifth in the MVP race. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, lastly, uh, let's talk about Porzingis' blocks. I mean, the man could block anybody. Uh, just go on YouTube and check out his highlights. You can, you can watch him block so many times against so many different people. It's actually it's quite therapeutic to watch because uh, it's kind of like how great it was to watch Luca highlights before Luca even played a preseason preseason game for us. So I expect Porzingis to get something like 
two blocks a game this season. And seriously, with the kind of shape he's getting in, I would not be surprised if he got close to something like three per game. So uh, looking for Porzingis to get a nod for an all-defensive team next year. Uh, I might be a loner on that one, but if there's like a second or a third defensive team, which I think there is, and if he blocks nearly three shots a game, punch his card into one of those slots. I mean, that's that's impressive if he can get somewhere uh, three three blocks a game. I mean, he averaged, what was it? Yeah, 2.4. And I think he's going to be in the best shape of his life. Yeah, I think he should get somewhere around three. So, all right, guys, that's that's going to do it for me for this episode. That's several things I'll be watching for Porzingis to improve on and display for us this next season. Uh, on the next episode, I'll probably have a profile over more players. I, I might be doing two per episode, maybe. Uh, I'll probably be going on uh, to the next person in the starting lineup. So that might be Powell or DeLon Wright. We'll cross that bridge when we get there, though. But anyway, thank you for listening to Mavs Corner. You can follow on Twitter at Mavs Corner. You can send me questions or comments anytime. And uh, yeah, so I hope you have a good day. Thank you. Uh